0: Hey everybody, you're listening to A New Beginning, which is a podcast made possible by Harvest Partners. If this program has impacted you, I'd love to hear from you. So just send an email to me at greg at harvest.org. Again, it's greg at harvest.org. You can learn more about becoming a Harvest Partner by going to harvest.org.
1: We hear so many variations on the story of Christmas every year long on tradition, but short on real biblical truth. Coming up today, Pastor Greg Laurie tells it straight.
0: In the Christmas story, Jesus came to heal broken lives and to restore shattered hopes. He came to save his people from their sin. And God can redeem your life as well. This is what Christmas is all about. It's about redemption. This is the day
1: From all of us at Harvest Ministries and a New Beginning. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us look beyond the gifts and the garland, the tinsel and the tree. We'll see the birth of Jesus had a purpose. God sent His Son on a rescue mission for sinners who couldn't save themselves. That was His purpose. But Pastor Greg first draws our attention to some family matters. We'll examine two separate earthly genealogies of Jesus and what they teach us of God's mercy and grace.
0: There's a story to be told in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, which is presented in two gospels. It's presented in both the Gospel of Luke and the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew's Gospel presents a genealogy of Christ through Joseph. Luke's Gospel presents a genealogy of Jesus Christ through Mary. And both go back to the house of David. There's some surprising names and the family tree of the Messiah. Normally, Jewish genealogies do not include women. For instance, in Luke's genealogy, uh, there are no women included, but Matthew includes five. And who are these women that are included? Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, Bathsheba, and of course Mary. Some of these women were pretty questionable in their character, yet they made it into the most exclusive genealogy in all of human history. So what does this tell us? It tells us the reason Jesus came. It's not about helping perfect people. It's saving lost people. Jesus came to heal broken lives and to restore shattered hopes. He came to save his people from their sin. Remember the message is you will call his name Emmanuel for he will save his people from their sin. So let's take a look at the family tree of Jesus and look at some of the people that ended up in it. And the most notable would be David himself. Matthew 1.1. And David was the greatest king in the history of Israel. Uh, he was described uniquely as a man after God's own heart. He was called the sweet psalmist of Israel. He was an amazing king. But we also know that David took bold steps of faith in his youth, he defeated the giant Goliath. He was a great warrior, he was a poet, he was a musician, he was a shepherd of sheep. He was a really unique character. But when we think of David, two names sum up his life. Of course, David and Goliath and David and Bathsheba. One was his greatest victory; the other, his worst defeat. And then, in his attempt to cover up his act of adultery, he had Bathsheba's husband Uriah killed. And that's is mentioned in the genealogy, the wife of Uriah. So Uriah is mentioned in the story, and David had to suffer greatly for this. Sin. He had to face the consequences for his actions. But here's the thing. David is not only in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. He is the most important member of it. Gabriel said to Mary of Jesus in Luke one thirty two, he will be great, he will be called the son of the highest, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And Jesus was identified as the son of David. Christ identified himself as the son of David. When blind Bartimaeus heard that Jesus was coming his way, he cried out, son of David, have mercy on me. You would think that David would surely have disqualified himself from ever being used by God after his sins of adultery and murder, but God redeemed his story. And God can redeem your life and your story as well. How many of you have heard of the Nobel Peace Prize? Raise your hand, heard of them How many of you received the Nobel Peace Prize? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get one either. <laughs> well, that was established by Alfred Nobel. And here's the backstory story that I find interesting. One day, Alfred Nobel is reading the newspapers and they mistakenly printed his obituary. And uh, that's kind of an eerie thing to read your own obituary. And Nobel was shocked to find that he was known primarily as the man who invented dynamite. And indeed, that is true. Nobel is the creator of dynamite, which at that time was being used in warfare and it was a a powerful explosive uh, element that was something he didn't want to be known for. So he decided to change the narrative of his story and how he would be known. So he created a peace prize, which we now call the Nobel Peace Prize. And when you say Nobel, you think of that, not dynamite. And so in the same way, you can change the course of your life. So here's David. He makes it into the genealogy. And not only David, but also Bathsheba. Uh, Matthew 1.6, again, note she is the wife of Uriah. But what a mess she made of her life. You know, she was, in a way, preyed upon by David. But yet, she was complicit in this as well. But yet, she makes it into this incredible genealogy. And I think it tells us that even when we have made a mess, God can turn it around. Right? That's it. As I've said before, He can turn your mess into a message and your test into a testimony. Now we come to Mary, the mother of Jesus. Now there's other women mentioned in this genealogy. Rahab and Tamar are both immoral women. But here's Mary. Mentioned as well, now Mary was the opposite of an immoral woman. She was a virtuous, godly young girl who of course was a virgin and she was living in a very ungodly place known as Nazareth. Her story is not of immorality forgiven as it was for the others but it was of a woman living in obscurity discovered. She was a peasant girl living in a nowhere town In a nowhere place. In the middle of nowhere. You know if she had just followed the normal trajectory of her life. She would have married a nice Jewish boy. They would have had a family. And they would have lived and died in this little town known as Nazareth. But God hand picked her. Because she was a humble woman. And she was chosen for this special privilege. Now the conclusion to this message. A twisted family tree. What do we learn in this unusual genealogy of Jesus Christ. If you're taking notes, here's point number one. We learn that God's grace is richly displayed. As you look at the colorful characters in this family tree, it doesn't focus on their sin, it focuses on the grace of God. And it reminds us that Jesus came to save sinners. I mean, think about this, the Christmas story. After Christ is born, Who is the message announced to? Is it announced to Caesar and the palace in Rome? No. Is it announced to the religious leaders? Again, no. Is it announced to Herod the Great, the king? No. It is announced to shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night. Now, if we were to update that, we might say, I don't know, telemarketers keeping watch over their flocks by night. Homeless people keeping watch over their flocks by night. People that maybe are not the cream of society. People we might look down on and say, we don't like those people. We don't like what those people do for a living. God went to the lowest of the low to give the most important message of all. And then who gets the message? But astrologers from the east, these mysterious Men that came following the star. What curious people the Lord brings a message to. And then when Jesus is putting his home team together. When he's saying, okay, now I'm going to get a group of guys and girls. And we're going to change the world. Does he go for the cream of the crop? Let's start with a tax collector. That was not a popular choice. Matthew the tax collector. No one liked tax collectors. Especially Jews because Matthew was a Jew working for the Roman government. Yeah, let's get Matthew on the team. Hey, let's get that other guy, Simon the Zealot, the guy who's dedicated to the violent overthrow of Rome. And Matthew and Simon, I want you guys to be friends. You guys work it out, let's go. What? And then he adds other curious characters like Peter, James, and John. They were just basically fishermen, but he went out of his way to choose ordinary people.
1: Pastor Greg Laurie will have the second half of his message in just a moment.
0: Hey, everybody, I want to encourage you to check out the new Harvest Plus app. It's on Roku, Apple TV, and Google Play, among others. And you can stream incredible content on all major platforms for free. You're going to find live events, our evangelistic films, like A Rush of Hope. Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon, Steve McQueen, The Salvation of an American Icon, and our newest film, Fame. You can also stream our feature film, Jesus Revolution, as well as the entire library of the Kingdom Story Company films. Plus, our TV programs, our podcast, Harvest at Home, and a lot more. Stream it all on any device for free using the new Harvest Plus app.
1: Well, today, Pastor Greg is showing us why Scripture includes Jesus' earthly genealogy on Mary's side and Joseph's side.
0: We also have this genealogy of Christ so the focus would be on Jesus and not on his family. So the focus would be on Jesus and not on his family. And I'll tell you, the thing that drew me initially to Christ as a 17-year-old boy was I saw the Christians and the love that they had for each other on my high school campus. See, the whole hippie dream was, we're gonna have peace and brotherhood, man. What a joke. You know, there was no brotherhood. People were ripping off each other. It was all just a myth. It was all just uh, something that was never followed up on, never really realized. But then when I saw the Christians, I realized this is the hippie dream played out in real time. This is what the hippies thought they wanted, but these people are living it because they love each other. And I think that's so important. Jesus said, by this shall all men know, you are my disciples, that you have love for one another. How important it is that we love each other and we don't engage in tearing one another down, but instead build one another up. Some people are thinking, "Well, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Love one another, oh yes. Ephesians 4.32 says, be kind to each other, tender hearted, forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you. This is why God wants us to look to Jesus, not his family. Because sometimes we're not good representatives of Christ. Sometimes we do things that are a bad testimony to a lost world. And people will say well you know what there's so many hypocrites in the church and the reason I'm not a Christian is there's too many hypocrites and my response is well come on there's always room for one more. (laughs) No but seriously I'm not excusing hypocrisy. It's true. But this is why we need to look to Jesus and not his family. Sometimes the family falls short. Sometimes Christians will let you down. Sometimes leaders will let you down. But Jesus will never let you down. Keep your eyes on him. We have this genealogy of Jesus so we might have hope for our future and the future of our family. I doubt most of us have murderers and prostitutes in our family tree. But God can intervene and change your story and give meaning to it. Let me offer a word of caution. It's been said an ounce of prevention is better than a ton of cure. So let me ask you this question. What state is your family in right now? Let me address just a few words to men and say to you that the future of our country depends on your godly leadership. You know, we're in a time where men just, they're just not being men. In so many ways. And when a man tries to behave as he ought to, well, that's toxic masculinity. Really? What we need is some strong, godly men that show people what it is. <clears throat> men who will stand for principles, men who will stand for truth, but at the same time, men who will be tender hearted and loving and compassionate, but men who will be strong and decisive. We need that in our culture. You can, I've said this before, you can almost trace every social ill in America today specifically to the breakdown of the family and the absence of fathers. Doing what fathers need to do. So for every father, God bless you and thank you for being a godly man. But are you being the husband God has called you to be? Are you loving your wife as Christ loves the church? You might say, well, are you Greg? No, I I have a lot of room for improvement. You just asked my wife. <laughs> but I think the fact is we need to be aware we could do a much better job, right? Yes, I, I, I could do more. I need to do that more. and I need to lead by example. Yes, but girls, you're not off the hooks. You know, you need to be the woman of God that the Lord has called you to be a godly mother, a godly single girl who will wait on the Lord's timing for that right man that He will bring into your life. And listen, to be a virtuous woman. You know, some women as they get older, they don't want to admit they're getting older. They want to act as though they're still younger. Embrace it. You have wisdom to offer younger women. You have so much to bring to the table. And don't be a cougar. Had to throw that in. Just grow up and be a man of God. Be a woman of God. Be a grandparent for God. Be a young single person for God. Be a newlywed for God. Whatever you are, do it for the glory of God. You see, it can change. If your marriage is unraveling, put your foot down. And say, I'm going to do everything I can to save this marriage. I'm not going to let my marriage fail. I'm not going to let my family fall apart. We're going to draw the line right here. So even if it's going the wrong direction, you can make a change today. And ask God to change the trajectory of your story and offer it to Him. That's the way to start a new year. And this is what Christmas is all about. It's about Redemption. We had a little Christmas celebration the other day, and I met a bunch of guys. You know, uh, they looked a little dangerous, and uh, but I didn't say anything. I said, "Okay, these guys. I don't think these are fashion tattoos that they're wearing here. I think these guys look like uh, I don't know where they got them, but they've lived a pretty rough life." And sure enough, they were all gang members who had been in prison. And they talked about how Christ had reached them in prison and how our radio ministry had touched them. And they are there with their wives and their children. And I just said, only Christ can do that. Only Jesus. Only Jesus can redeem things like that. People that have been on drugs, that have been alcoholics and The stories just go on and on. People that had attempted suicide and were given hope through the gospel. And we just rejoice in all that God has done over the years and we pray that He'll continue to do it. But the most important thing, even more important than all the things I just said, is people change their eternal address from hell to heaven. That's what it's all about. But let me just close with this because this is what we do all the time without apology is I want to say to you if you've joined us, maybe you say, well, I need my marriage healed or I have an addiction issue or I'm hopeless or I've contemplated suicide or whatever it is you're struggling with. Here's the answer. It's Jesus. You say, I've made a mess of my life. I, I don't think I can change it. Well, you can't change what you did but you can ask forgiveness And God will give you a fresh start. Why did Jesus come? Hebrews 7.25 gives the answer. It says he's able once and forever to save everyone who comes to God through him. Jesus will save you, forgive you, and if necessary, give you another chance. I love that. He'll give you another chance. The God of second chances. Do you need another chance? Do you need a fresh start in life? Do you need your life redeems, well hey, if we've learned nothing else than the genealogy of Jesus in his twisted family tree, we've learned that God can change the story. But you have to come to him. He won't force his will into your life. You have to say to him, I'm a sinner. I know I've fallen short of your standards. I know I've broken your commandments. But I believe Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died on that cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. And I turn from my sin now and I choose to follow him. If you'll do that, everything will change for you. So we're going to have a moment of prayer. And I'm going to lead a simple prayer. And you know, actually what I'm going to have everyone do is I'm going to have us all pray this prayer. Even though most of us have prayed it already, we'll just pray this prayer along with those who are praying it for the first time. This is a prayer where you're asking Christ to come into your life Let's all bow our heads right now. Just pray this out loud after me. Lord Jesus, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. But I know that you're the Savior who was born in that manger, who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. Jesus, come into my life. I choose to follow you from this moment forward as my Savior and Lord As my God and my friend, thank you for hearing this prayer. In your name I pray, amen. God bless you.
1: What a great moment of prayer here on this Christmas Day broadcast of A New Beginning. What better time to make a decision for the Lord? Pastor Greg Laurie leading everyone in that prayer. And if this is your first time praying those words, and you've meant them sincerely today, we want to welcome you into the family of God. And we want to send you something to help you start the new year walking with the Lord. We want to send you Pastor Greg's New Believers Bible. It's an easy translation to understand, with hundreds of special features that really help new believers. And we'll send it to you free of charge if you'll get in touch and ask for it. You can call us anytime, even today, at 1-800-821-3300. That's 1-800-821-3300. Or go online to harvest.org and click Know God. You know, Pastor Greg, I don't know about you, but I'm sort of a fan of behind-the-scenes programs, you know? Yeah. Behind-the-scenes on how they made a favorite movie or how they recorded a favorite music album. Mm. Can you give us a behind-the-scenes look at what's going on at Harvest here at this time of the year?
0: Well, we're busy because it's Christmas. But, you know, the funny thing about Christmas is, wow, you know, you can become so busy – Almost like you're spinning your wheels and missing the point altogether. Remember the story in the New Testament where Mary and Joseph went to Jerusalem with a 12-year-old Jesus? And uh, when they got home, he wasn't with them. Mary thought Jesus went with Joseph. Joseph thought Jesus went with Mary. And they literally had lost Jesus. Wait, how do you lose Jesus? Doesn't he glow in the dark? (laughs) No, not really. But they literally lost Jesus, and they went back and found him. And of course, you know, he's in the temple talking to the elders, and he said to them, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But here's my point. In the busyness of Christmas, we can lose Jesus, lose sight of what it should be about that is celebrating his birth. And so as we're in this month right now, we're all running to and fro uh, to all these events, let's remember to honor the one that this season is all about. And the best way we can do that is to worship Him, and it is also to give to Him. Remember those wise men? They brought gifts, gold, mm. frankincense, and myrrh. Would you prayerfully consider bringing a generous gift to us so we can continue to proclaim the message of Jesus Christ through a new beginning? Yeah, it's such an important time
1: for your investment here at the
0: end of the year
1: Thanks so much for your generosity. You can take care of all the details easily when you call us at 1-800-821-3300. Call anytime, 1-800-821-3300. Or go online to harvest.org. Well, next time, important insight drawn from the Lord's Prayer and how we can maximize our petitions before the Father. Join us here on A New Beginning with pastor and Bible teacher, Greg Laurie.
0: Merry Christmas from all of us here at Harvest Ministries and A New Beginning. This is the day, the day
1: when life begins. Thanks for listening to A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, a podcast made possible by Harvest Partners, helping people everywhere know God. Sign up for daily devotions and learn how to become a Harvest Partner at Harvest.org.